What's up, guys? Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about social media, how you can get results, engagement, traffic, and anything else on social media. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Janet Burk. How are you? I'm great, Anatole. How are you? I'm doing great. And I can see these flowers on your background. Love them. I understand why you are great, because you have such awesome view on your background. Yeah. Before we, oh, we start, you. just... I love yeah, sunflowers. Just... And actually, my birthday was a couple of days ago. And mm, I am August, so that makes me a Leo. And that's my one of my flowers is sunflower. So I love I love them. I really do. Nice. Uh, before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about social media. I'm Jeanette Burke, and I am a uh, producer, an interviewer, a media personality. Mm -hmm. I'm also a the host and creator of the four-time award-winning lifestyle web TV show, Jeanette's TV, about to start season 12. And nice. we have the sister spinoff, Jeanette's TV podcast, and I do some on-camera media training as well. Now, why did I choose to talk about social media today? Because social media is a huge part of everything I do for this business. Um, we use the online platform. I was one of the first people to leave traditional media behind and use streaming as a way to build up my show, which now has a 5 million plus following worldwide, nice. women 30 to 55 years old. And um, I started, literally started, uh, leaving the studios behind with only one account, Facebook, and 700 people following me on Facebook. And that was it. And so, you know, the social media platforms, streaming platforms have been very good to, to me. Uh, as I said, I started with Facebook. And from there, I blossomed into almost every social media platform out there you can find me and my show on. And I also, like you, have a YouTube channel. So I think that social media has been like a very good way for me to get known and to develop my brand. And I use it consistently in my business. So I think it's something that it's good to talk about. Nice, nice. Yeah, exactly about that. Okay. Can you tell about choosing the right social media? You are everywhere yeah on uh, facebook uh, many other social media but uh, let me share my story uh, in 2020 i decided to uh, grow my business to english-speaking countries from ukraine and uh, i tried to cover facebook twitter instagram youtube linkedin and uh, i usually got uh, around five followers a uh, hundred views not more then i switch all my attention to linkedin to get uh, uh, 200 followers, uh, 10,000 views, uh, a lot of them. Can you tell about choosing the right social media and uh, how to cover all social media or choose the one channel where you can get actually results? And uh, because, for example, uh, everyone knows about Gary Vee. He is good with uh, creating content for all social media. But many businesses fail, uh, as I did, uh, trying to cover all social media. From your experience, how to do it? Well, the first thing I would say is I'm not an advocate of covering all social media all mm -hmm. at once. Okay. I really think that you should be using it to gain presence for your business and your brand. 
and that you need to start with one or two and then build upon it. So how do you determine kind of what social media platform is right for you? It's contingent on your audience. Who is your ideal client? Who do you want to see your content and where are they hanging out most? So if you think that that's Facebook or you think that that's LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or Pinterest or whatever, you first need to decide who is my target audience, who will be most interested in watching or listening to my content. Because of course, now we have the podcast uh, channels as well, right? You could be doing a podcast on Anchor, on um, Buzzsprout, Buzzfeed, iHeartRadio. I mean, there's there's an endless amount of uh, platforms to choose from online. So you can't cover them all and cover them well. You have to start with maybe two or three where you're going to see that your target audience is, is really there. And you can't assume it. You have to know that that's where your audience is and that's where they're uh, consuming the content that you want to put out. And you start from that and then you build slowly, right? Like they say, Rome was not built in a day. Well, yeah. neither will your social media following be built in a day. So it's really important that you get one going and grow it as much as you can before you start on to the next. And um, and that would be my biggest recommendation is don't try to do it all at once. Yeah, totally agree with you. A hundred percent. Even Gary Vee started on Twitter and he tweeted seven years. Uh, then he covered YouTube as well. Uh, and today he has resources to cover all social media. Uh, he's not alone. He uses his resources. And that's okay if you have a team of specialists who can help with other social media. But if you have limited resources, yes, I do just two hands, you know, <laughs> nothing special. Yeah, it's better to start with one, two, even three social media but it's better to pay attention how to grow your audience, uh, to understand the audience. Can you tell how to choose this social media? For example, if I don't know, I started from scratch, I have awesome products and I want to choose one social media, how to find it? Well, as I was saying just before, you need to go where your audience is. So you mm -hmm. need to know where your targets are and that's where that will determine how you're going to choose it. And also, um, you know, like social media is used by most of the world, right? So Facebook yeah. has like a billion or more users a day. Um, you need to assess where am I going to get the most bang here? Like who, you know, how many people are going to see this? Like my posts, which I choose, you know, a lot of different platforms, but I, I have like over 54,000 views a week. So the, the, the thing is, um, I need to go where my audience is because I want them to see me. I want them to see my posts. The whole thing about having online presence and using social media is to create awareness of your brand and your business. It's to create community, build a community. So you need to go where your community is. And that may take a little bit of trial and error because sometimes we think we know where our target audience is or where our community is. 
And we discovered that in fact, maybe they're not on Facebook. Maybe they're not on Twitter. Maybe they're more on LinkedIn. So you have to sort of adjust according to where you're seeing people following you, where, where you're building audience and where you're going to be viewed by them because you want them to consistently see what you are putting out. So you want them to see that you're posting regularly, consistently, and that they're your community so that they're commenting, liking, sharing on it, right? That's how you build following. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned about posting uh, constantly. Can you tell about consistency? For example, uh, some marketers tell that you need to be consistent but create only high-quality content. The second approach is uh, it's more about quantity. And by the way, I like this approach. And Gary Vaynerchuk shares about this approach as well. That forget about uh, quality because it's subjective. It's better to uh, post uh, quantity a lot. And uh, you can improve quality step by step. How you can create high quality content without experience uh, to create this content. Uh, can you tell about finding the balance between quantity and quality? And how do I know that uh, it's the best approach, for example, for my specific project? Okay, so I believe that you do have to have a certain level of quality. Um, mm -hmm. You, It can be improved, improved upon always, but my contention is that if you don't have any quality, then it's not very visually appealing who's going to want to click and watch that video or that post. So I think that you do need to have some some level of professionalism on, on the quality aspect. Can it be improved on? Yes, most definitely. But you need to be professional in putting yourself out too. So in terms of quality, um, there's a lot of different things you can do to uh, post content. First of all, equipment. So you don't need a lot of equipment. You can just buy some very simple things like use your cell phone use a couple of good lights they're not expensive um set up a nice little background do so that doesn't take a lot of effort or cost and um it's easy to start looking professional that way there's also online platforms that get a nice little green screen behind you and do something like that. I am also not a big fan of using um, in, in uh, Zoom, for example, the virtual background. I don't think that looks very good at all. Why? Because most cases yeah. you can see yeah. green coming through your hair and coming through your hands. And every time you move, it moves with you and it doesn't look good. So I'm not a big advocate of that. As for the amount of posting you do, I do believe that you have to be consistent and I do believe that you have to frequently post. But I also think that it needs to be strategic. So mm -hmm. for example, um, when I go, I film a lot all at once and then I bank it, right? So I always have footage 
ready to go. And I send it to my editor, it gets edited and it gets released. We have a schedule. I make a schedule and I say, um, today I'm putting out this and next week I'm putting out that. And I know every month what's going to come out. So I'm never scrambling to release um, an episode. I'm not never running out of footage either because I pre-plan and I know when I'm going to be putting things out. Um, and that would be my advice is that the more prepared you can be in advance with your footage or in the case of something like this, because this is a live broadcast using the platform of StreamYard. Um, so you need to be prepared in advance if you don't have footage shot in advance this is a live broadcast so you need to be prepared with a full roster of guests who am i filming mm -hmm. today what am i going to film next week how am i going to know that i'm always going to have something to break to put out now if you wish to take a break or let's say it's summertime you're going to go on holiday you should announce that and say that for the week of this, you know, there will be no new episode. We're going to run a repeat or something like that. So you still have something to put out, but you, you inform your audience that, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to have a new thing because I'm going um, away or I'm going to be on a break this week. Enjoy this previously aired episode. We're going to air it again, something like that. So you always, always, always have something to put out. And you want your audience to know when you're going to be putting things out. So, for example, if your day is Monday for new releases, write it out. This You have a description of your show and of your podcast and say right in there, every Monday we have a new episode or every other Monday we have a, a new episode. In my case, um, it's tied in with a newsletter that we just renamed to Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast chronicles. Uh, probably we lost connection um, because I can hear Janet, but I, I just share that i agree completely with that about uh, uh creating content with your strong side oh. i talk about media myth busters and i talk about how the media operates and i talk about on-camera training for presentation and performance and communication tips so so I have that too, and people know that that's what they're going to get when they have opted in to sign into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, by the way, Janet, I think uh, you don't need to have green wall because you can hide your flowers, you know, on your background. And uh, now uh, your flowers are much better than any green wall. <laughs> you can't well, create I don't life. use a green screen because I set up a studio. Right. And I uh -huh. prefer having like a studio set up like this so I can change my flowers. I can change my background. And for me, that's I like it better than using a green screen. But but it depends on what I'm filming, because there are some times 
where I'm not doing an interview or I'm not doing a Dear Jeanette video. I may be doing a promo video or a commercial. And in that case, I may switch to a green uh, green yeah. screen. I might, right? Because I want to put yeah. maybe something behind me, right? Like I want to show something specific or a logo or something. Then I might switch to that. Nice, nice. Love it. Uh, can you tell about but choosing also, the right... Can I just add, and before we move on, let me just also add mm -hmm. that I don't just film using Zoom or StreamYard or whatever, right? I have a professional crew of videographers that work with me. And many mm -hmm. of our filming is done live on location or um, in studio, like red carpets and what have you. So it, it depends also where you're filming from and how you set up your show and how... You, or your production and how you want it, right? Mm -hmm. If you're using like Facebook Live or something like this, then it's going to be a different thing than if you, you know, if you're having professional filming done. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, it's my loving equipment. You know, yeah, I, I have in my pocket. So uh, if, uh, of course, I have three professional cameras, but I usually film on my smartphone, you know, because it's uh, I can use it everywhere, you know, outside. Uh, at any place uh, i'm interested about finding ideas can you tell how do you find ideas to build such a big audience ideas for what i want to post yeah yeah well a lot of what i post is contingent on what i think my audience wants to see mm -hmm. and um so i post sort of three different categories. One category is personalized things because social media is about being personal and having people know you and like you and follow you and trust you. So to get that, you have to be a little bit open and share some things about yourself. So one category I always post is something more personal about me so people get to know me. Another category that I post is my episodes of Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast which is always an episode, right? Um, the third category that I post, I just mentioned two seconds ago, is my Dear Jeanette video series, which is completely different than my episodes. So that's a third category. And the fourth category, I constantly post social media because social media is an integral part of my marketing. And it really should be for any small business owner because it gives you such reach and such potential reach for visibility and exposure to new audiences that, you know, are right there. And uh, it's also very cost effective, but you have to have good messaging. So my fourth category that I always post something about is something about my business and the services I provide and the pain points that my clients experience so when you i just do like a post with a nice picture it's always about a pain point it's always relevant to the client and what they're going through so that when i'm posting that type of thing and they're seeing that i'm addressing their pain points that's when i can come in with another post which is a, a post about my services now that could be a promo video commercial or it could be a simple post about my services, my offers, right? So I post about being a sponsor of my show with my sponsor spotlight package. 
I also post about being an interviewee of my show with my interview showcase package and the benefits of both. And I also post about my one-to-one on-camera training for people who just want me for that. But that's after I've posted all these other things like pain points, dear Jeanette, uh, episodes and the personal stuff. Cause nobody just wants to see posts about selling, right? If that's your whole wall and it's always sell, 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 that's going to tune people out. It's not going to build your reach. It's not going to build your audience. So you have to have a mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So valuable. Uh, can you tell about pain points? How do you know these pain points that people have, uh, how to learn them and uh, how to create content that will help and decide that, uh, these pain points? Well, pain points is about knowing what you do and why you do it and knowing what your clients need from you. So you need to take a, a look at that and, and look at your business, look at what you do look at what you're trying to help your client achieve or the problem that you solve for your client. And that's your client's pain point, right? Why would your client come to you? What are they looking for from you, right? They don't come to you for no reason because if they knew how to do what you do, they wouldn't need you, right? So mm-hmm. you need to figure out in your in your arsenal of your business, you know, what is my main marketing message? What do I do? Why do I do it? What do people need and want from me? What are they experiencing? Let me give you an example. People come to me because they need more eyeballs on their business or their brand. Mm-hmm. And they want me to introduce them to my audience, right? People come to me because they uh, want to be a, a starting a media journey and they don't know where to begin. So they need to overcome how to look, sound, and feel their best on camera. They need to learn how to talk on camera and what parts of their marketing message to say when and what not to say. People come to me because they wanna improve their presentation and performance skills. And they know that with my interview showcase package, they're going to get that training and that that training is going to be good for them when they come to be on my show and podcast, but also when they go to any other camera, including other shows. So they know that if they want to start a media journey, getting booked, that's only half the battle. You also need to show that you are a desirable newsworthy guest. And that ties into your presentation performance. So they may have, book something, but now they're afraid of how they're going to present themselves. Then they have a pain that I can solve. So they come to me for that. Some people come to me because they want to be a sponsor in my show, but they don't have a promo video and they don't Mm -hmm. know how to make a promo video. Well, I can solve that problem too, including how to script it. So you see, you have to know what you're doing for your clients and why and how it benefits them. Then you can create a post around that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, can you tell how to help content creators uh, that uh, you know, can't feel good uh, 
in camera. For example, let me share my story. When I decided to start my YouTube channel, I felt for me it's much better to break my leg than film a first video, you know. And uh, it took for a while to get this experience, confidence to film videos, to live stream as we do right now. Can you tell how to help other content creators if they, uh, you know, if they're not uh, feeling good, you know, if they like shy uh, about uh, filming videos, how to help them on that? Well, I have a lot to say here because I am an on-camera trainer. So um, the first thing is to set it up in a way that it looks professional. And mm -hmm. then you've got to sort of forget that the camera's there and just be you. So some of the things you can do is like, A, make sure you're looking in the lens, right? Because you have to have your eyes in the lens. And uh, a, a simple little trick for that is to put a, a color sticky note right where the lens camera is so that you know that you're always looking at it when you're talking. Um, some other things, obviously, when you're setting up your background, making sure the lighting is good, making sure the sound is good. And then you, as a as the representative of your brand, you got to start to feel comfortable on camera. Now, are you going to be perfect the first time? Probably not. But you have to keep doing it because the more you do it, the better you get, the more relaxed you get. Yeah. Um, when I work with clients, I teach them things about posture, eye contact, body language, voice techniques, um, how to dress for the camera, how to do your hair and makeup for the camera, um, how to use a teleprompter. Because knowing how to use a teleprompter can take a lot of stress off of you. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you don't know how to use it properly, it will add stress to you because it moves quickly. So you have to know what you're doing. I work with people on all these things. But my tips are you got to start somewhere. And the best thing you can do for yourself to start is to prepare a little outline of what you want to say just a little outline. You do not have to memorize it, but having that outline will keep you prepared here so that the words will flow better and you won't get in the ums and the ahs as much. And then I would say, set up your background, get yourself dressed up to reflect what you say your brand and business is about. Put on some makeup. Do not go on the camera without putting at least a minimal amount of makeup. I happen to have a full face today, but that's me because I don't go on the camera without makeup. Make sure your hair looks good. Make sure you have a nice outfit mm -hmm. that reflects you and just start shooting and just keep doing it and keep doing it until you get really comfortable and really good. It's like anything else. If you're going to start to do this and you have to do it because it's an essential part of your marketing and it's an affordable part of your marketing that every small business person should be doing, definitely using video. But if you're not comfortable, you work with somebody like me to get you comfortable and then practice, practice, practice. If you remember when you were a child and you started to ride a bike, at first you needed training wheels and your parents would be beside you. But then eventually the training wheels come off and you keep going and you just it becomes second nature. That's how you get ready to be great on camera. 
You need to be taught certain skills. That's why I teach on camera or on camera media training. But they, the more you do it, the better you will feel, the more comfortable you will feel. And, and it won't be perfect the first time out. And that's okay because you can mm -hmm. keep going. You can keep trying. You can work with somebody like me to show you how. Me, yeah. I have to tell you, Anatoly, I have been comfortable on camera since I was a baby. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. My parents would take pictures of me and the face, red, the eyes right <laughs> to the camera. So this is something that I've always come second nature to me. And I've never had a problem with feeling not confident on camera. So it's that's why I do what I do, because I want to see other people look, sound, and feel their best on camera. I want to see them excel in their business using video to promote it. And I don't want them to be camera shy. But for some people, it is an adjustment because they're not an extrovert. They're an introvert, right? And they don't feel comfortable. They don't like seeing what they see. I get them past all that. A lot of it is also mindset. You have to have the mindset to just do mm -hmm. it. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, by the way, one more thing that I want to add. Uh, you need to have energy that you have, you know, <laughs> because uh, I love your energy, you know, when you share content with such energy. Yeah, you know, for example, I can consume much better, more interested to that. Can you tell about the energy, how to find this resource of energy and provide and create content? Okay. Um, well, energy is enthusiasm. And mm -hmm. what you're probably picking up is my enthusiasm because I love what I do. So when you're passionate about what you do, it really shows, right? So yeah. that's where the energy and enthusiasm is coming from. But in terms of creating contact content, that is, I think what you're asking me is how do you create um, more captivating content or how are you more like clickbait or whatever, you know, to make it more like exciting. And for that, you have to really look at what you're trying to put out there, what you have to really evaluate your message and break it down. So to the key points only stick to the key points and break it down and break it down and break it down. So something else, when I work with people on telling their message or their story is finding those key points and also to talk in what is called sound bites so that you're not trying to say everything there is to say about your business all at once and being remembered for nothing. So the idea is, first of all, you need to break it down. So you don't want to say everything the first time out, right? Each yeah. video or each post should have a singular message. One message, singular message, not 101, right? And and to make it exciting or to make it more inviting or get people in, a good way to do that is to ask a question about it. Yeah. Ask a question. People like questions. People want to know, right? Inquiring minds want to know. And if you mm -hmm. ask them the right questions and you share those pain points, which really means the solutions to their problems, that's what's going to get them to open or watch or click. Yeah. 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 I love your energy. I love uh, your passion. And uh, I think without passion, you can't go ahead. Uh, because, you know, often uh, content creators uh, fail 
uh, not often, all the time, you know, when you start filming, you can fail. It's hard to get results from the first video. You can't get results from the first audio podcast. It takes time to get experience, confidence, skills. And if you're not passionate about that, you can give up. But if you love it, you can go ahead to overcome all obstacles, to learn more about your audience insights, how to can improve your methods to go ahead because everyone starts from uh, generic methods. Then they can adapt, learn through experience and get much better results. And to get this energy that we see today, you know, without this energy, it's hard. <laughs> without this passion, it's hard to go ahead. Uh, well, Jennifer, like I, I said... Can- you know, yeah. at first, it's you can't expect it to be perfect at first because it is a bit yeah. of a, learning, it's a learning curve. It's a little bit of a learning curve. But you can't get hung up on it either, right? Like, you, you can't expect yourself to be perfect. And if you mm-hmm. think, hey, I got to be perfect, then that's going to hold you back. So you need to let go of all that and just do it. And then just yeah. keep doing it, keep doing it until it becomes an, a, it becomes such a joy. Like I think that after a while, when you learn how to do it and you develop the skills, which I can teach you how to do, it becomes a joy so that you know that, Hey, I need, I'm having a launch next week and I, I need a, I need to make a promo video to go with that launch. Right. And then you turn on that camera and you, and you do it. So I would say that there's a couple of things that you should master. And if you need to, you work with somebody like me to master it. One is getting your messages down to singular, singular messages based around the pain points. Two is using a script. And it doesn't have to be a formal script all written out. It could just be bullet points, but you should script. You, I'm a very, I'm against turning on a camera and just shooting. Okay. Yeah. I think that that's a big mistake. I think you took, you put your brand and your business and your credibility at risk. When you do that, you need to be prepared to be on camera. And so first you think about what you're going to say and you, you develop a little script, even if it's bullet points, so you know, it's in your head. Next, you do need to work on your presentation performance skills and you do need to look at how you are showing up because judgments are being formed and you need to look like walk your talk, look who you say you are. And if you can start getting that down, your confidence is going to bolster right up. And before you know it, you're going to have the skills to make any video that you need, anytime you need one in your business, it's going to become a joy, not a chore. Yeah, a joy. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Uh, by the way, uh, it's not only about the first time. You can be perfect a hundred times, a thousand times. You know, you can go ahead to develop your skills to improve, but you can be perfect. So forget about this word. Just be better uh, each time that you film videos uh, and go ahead. And you can see uh, Claire uh, highlights about your passion as I did. So yeah, uh, we can see it. (laughs) Yeah, we can see it. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah. I have the question about what uh, content creators need 
to uh, not to do today uh it's better to avoid it's obsolete it doesn't work uh it's generic can you tell from your experience what it's better to avoid today well i think one thing is over posting like you know you make mm -hmm. one video and you over post it and over post it and over post it until people just don't want to see it anymore so um I would say to move on to the next video, like post it, but move on to the next video. I think also not having a strategic plan for your idea of what you want your YouTube channel to be about. I think that's the days of just, you know, going out and posting whatever, you know, like uh, are done. I think you need to have a strategic plan of what you're going to post and when you're going to post it. And I think that your YouTube channel needs to be planned around sort of one thing, like the main thing about what you are saying your business is about and the spinoff topics from that. Um, I think that you need to have a niche. It needs to be niched content to develop an audience. Gone are the days where, you know, you can just plop up on YouTube and uh, expect a huge bunch of uh, views. You have to promote it. And I think that you have to be patient to build up um, the momentum and to get enough watch hours and everything in order to monetize the channel. It takes mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And you know, Janet, I can see that people love it. Uh, love uh, all your insights. Uh, Gordana Sritonovich, uh, by the way, she spoke on my podcast and uh, shared insights how to get 1.5 million traffic a month. You know, a lot of traffic. And she loves <laughs> what you are talking Thank about. You. And, uh, Thank you, Gordana. Yeah. I yeah. hope you'll join my channel. So I will say this, okay? I focus on lifestyle content for Jeanette's TV and Jeanette's TV podcast. So there's a lot of content you can choose from when you have something like lifestyle. It's a big thing. It can be broken down. What's lifestyle? Lifestyle is pretty much anything that affects the lifestyle. It could also, it borders also on women's issues. Sometimes it also borders on some business issues. So it gave me a lot of content to choose from. So I'm niched in that I'm lifestyle, but I'm also um, not so uh, niche that I can't pull on different things and still make it lifestyle. You know what I mean? I have lots of content to draw from. Mm -hmm. Some people, they're too niched and then they run out of content, right? So you have to think about that. I really think that before you start a YouTube channel, you need to figure out what is my YouTube channel going to be about and why am I doing it and what kind of content do I want to put on it? What kind of guests am I looking for? Like, and why am I doing this, right? Because if there's already, I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 100 channels that are already doing this, you're going to have to find something to make it different or it's not going to stand out. You can't keep mm -hmm. doing what other people are doing. And now yeah. with TikTok and all these other platforms, you know, TikTok has sort of become the thing. But you have to know when TikTok is the right thing to use, right? Do you really want to showcase yourself in some little video for 60 seconds dancing around or doing something really stupid to make yourself stand out is that really going to help your business and your brand you need to decide that before you start doing these things because 
here's the thing. These videos, they stay around. They don't come down. They're everywhere. And if they don't have a good reflection on you and your business, they don't pull people in. They pull, they draw them back and they go, they make, maybe look at you and go, wow, like she's so weird yeah. or something like that. Right. So if you're doing this for business purposes and you're trying to make your YouTube channel something, which you should, you should use it as a way to also gain leads uh, because YouTube is the second largest search engine next to Google and it's also owned by Google. But you got to think about what you're doing. You know, you really do. You have to have a plan. It has to be strategic. I think that a lot of these days have gone, are gone when, you know, kids used to put up YouTube channels and put all this ridiculous crap on and get everybody to watch it. I think now there's a sophisticated viewer, a sophisticated listener, because there's so many more shows and streaming and there's so many more podcasts out there to listen from. And if that's what makes the difference between one that grows to a really good level, like Anatoly has 12.7K, I'm not too far behind you at 12K. Um, and I'm constantly growing, right? And I'm constantly getting good views because I plan for it. And the same thing with my podcast, right? I'm not just putting out, I'm putting out good stuff and I choose the platforms that I'm that I'm gonna be at. And similarly, I choose who I'm gonna have as a guest and and not have as a guest. Um, I'm very picky because I have a coveted audience with high expectations and it's my job to protect that audience and make sure that they are getting good content and not content that's just like like uh, an infomercial because nobody wants mm -hmm. to be sold people want infotainment you know what infotainment means anatoly it means informative and entertaining entertainment combined so you have to give them what they want yeah love it that's love really it. a lot about the content creation is knowing it all goes back to knowing your target audience Nice, nice. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I think if you uh, don't like to dance or sing, it's if it's not your style, don't do it. Find your style. You can talk, you can share insights, you can uh, provide, uh, I don't know, uh, create educational content. And for example, I don't know how to dance or sing because it's not me. And it's better to be yourself and play yourself on this live. So uh, even on TikTok, you can get engagement without dancing and singing. And many content creators can get these results. And I can see Claire uh, doesn't like TikTok. That's okay, find your uh, social media. You can do it on LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere. Uh, if you like TikTok, then jump it. For example, my son, 11 years old, told me, uh, I don't know why you spend your time, waste your time on LinkedIn. Because TikTok is much better, you know. I told him, okay, film content for TikTok, it's yours. It's not mine. For me, it's much better on LinkedIn. And yeah, uh, I think it's better to be yourself. But it's also about the age, right? I mean, TikTok, your son, he's a, what, how old is he? Uh, 11 is years. He? Okay. 11. So there you go. Mm -hmm. It all goes back to the target market. Are you, you know, if you're selling to 11-year-olds, yeah. maybe you want a funny, crazy YouTube, uh, TikTok video. <laughs> But if you're not, and that's not your target market, 
then yeah. yeah, don't waste your time doing that. Put out what is a reflection of you and what they want to know that's going to help them solve their life, to solve their problems. And by that, I mean, what is it that you do for them to give them a better life? Do you save them time? Do you save them money? How do you help them have a better life? Because people today are interested in knowing how you can solve their pain. And, and that means you've got to be able to give them a better life, a better result. And if you save them time or you save them money, that's usually what they're exactly. looking for. Nice, nice, Janet. I love all your insights. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Okay. So you can reach out to me um, two ways. You can uh, contact me through email at Jeanette, and it's spelled J-A-N-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, Jeanette at Jeanette Burke, which is like my name, Jeanette Burke. Dot com. That's one way. The second way is you could um, DM me on any of the social media platforms. You will find me there under Jeanette Burke. You will find me under Jeanette's TV. And that's also like my name, J-A-N-E-T-T-E -T -T -E apostrophe S, Jeanette's TV, Jeanette's TV podcast. You can visit my website at www.JeanetteBurke.com. And you can, uh, yeah, that's probably the best ways because I have, I did something with my branding, Anatoly. It's all about Jeanette Burke, right? It's consistent. It. Everything I do is Jeanette Burke, Jeanette's TV, Jeanette, it's Jeanette, everything. It's all in there. <laughs> okay, guys, you need to do it. You should uh, follow, subscribe to YouTube channel, to all social media. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, to reach out. You can see a lot of valuable insights, so valuable for me. I've learned myself and I recommend to anybody else you know to watch to follow to consume this content because of value you know for me value pushes forward value helps me to go ahead to decide all my problems not all most of the problems <laughs> but uh, improve my quality of life so yeah uh, I, I love all, all your insights welcome back anytime to share more value guys you can find all these links in the description below listen to us on apple google spotify and see you next time